This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Taz and Jim here on a Tuesday. And I don't even know where to start here with uh, what happened in London, Ontario on the weekend. There was uh, a vehicle that struck um, some pedestrians. That's what we knew yesterday morning. And then it was just about the time the show was ending. We started to hear that there might be more to the story. The investigation seemed to be going on for a long time. If it was an accident, you know, I, I thought maybe it was distracted driving or an intoxicated driver, you know, and, and that scenario was terrible too. It was, mm-hmm. it, thinking about the randomness of that was gut-wrenching. But then to hear that this was a deliberate act that somebody chose to run down a family because of their religion or their race... I was floored, Jim. Yeah, I I did not see it coming, and it was pretty much the worst outcome you could possibly imagine. Um, yeah, hearing it, my my heart sunk. This is uh, four or five minutes from your house. This is a street that I've traveled down uh, Hyde Park since I was five years old, growing up in the city of London, and I, I'll never. I'll never drive through that intersection. I'll never drive down that street and not think about this. It is something that, you know, you you hear about this kind of stuff happening elsewhere in the world, and you're like, what is wrong with people in Quebec? What is wrong with people in in this city? What is wrong with people in this place? What is wrong with people everywhere, man? Mm -hmm. Like, how could you want to do this? What what would (laughs) compel, motivate somebody to... (laughs) Well, it's, to do it, something like this. It's scary because the perpetrator was 20. 20 so years old. already radicalized at age 20. It just makes you wonder what's going on. He was the, the 20-year-old who was arrested. Um, it was a hit and run. He targeted a family who was out for an evening walk. After he struck them, he continued to drive away and ended up at Cherry Hill Mall, which is about, if you're not familiar with the area, about six minutes away from where... Um, the crash happened, um, and he was wearing body armor from what I've heard. He was protecting himself mm-hmm. when he was out there doing something like this, just destroying a family and ripping apart a community. Um, I, I have family and friends who were on scene. I have a family member who witnessed the accident i have another friend who was driving his daughter home from soccer and came up on the accident before the ambulances had had arrived and he told me he said you know i've never seen anything like that before and what stuck with him was the people who were trying to help um people who who wanted to do something but there was nothing that could be done to help the the family mm. and he'd see them bend over and they'd try to do something to help them and they just had stunned looks on their faces because there, there was nothing and i think that's kind of in this community how we're all feeling this morning we want to do something <sighs> It doesn't make sense. 
and and we all want to help and we want the muslim community to know that this isn't who we are this is an isolated incident and we hope that we can make you feel loved and safe in your city in our city a vigil going on at the london muslim mosque at 7 p.m tonight on oxford street west in london parking is available at cherry hill village mall ironically the spot where the the young man was apprehended um you're being asked to wear a mask and respect COVID-19 distancing practices. The event will also be live streamed on Instagram and Facebook. There are events like this, vigils happening across the country. This isn't just something that has affected London, Ontario. Um, across the country, across the world, people are devastated by this news. Also, the, the one survivor... Of, of the family is a nine-year-old boy who is currently in hospital and there is a fundraiser that has been launched um, to raise some money to help out that that young orphan whose family was stolen from him so we, we are posting that information on the Taz and Jim Facebook page if you would like to contribute if you want to feel there's something you can do to help out good morning what's going on Hey, Taz. Uh, listen, I just wanted to thank you so much for your words this morning and, you know, how you're never afraid to show emotion on the radio. I mean, not, I don't think a lot of people in the media, you know, can 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 do that. Uh, well, it's, you know, because, of- it's because I'm unprofessional. I couldn't help it. I, well, tried, no, I tried not to. Well, don't. Don't try to stop yourself because you know we need we need more of that. And uh, you know, I I was involved in that horrible accident at Costco um, a few years ago, and I was the one that tried to revive Addison. And, uh, you know, it, it all came crashing back. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's horrible, and, you know, that poor family, and the way, you know, the way you, you know, the way you put everything into perspective and, and showed your emotion, I, I, just, I just had to thank you, and, you know, you're, you're a hell of a classy guy. Uh, yeah, it's not about me. It's it's about uh, you know the Muslim community. It's about that family, oh, and yeah. I, I honestly I felt like I was going to throw up yesterday when I found out that it wasn't an accident. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. just ask yourself like, what kind of nonsense and garbage has been fueling this guy uh, to the point where he would even consider doing something like he did? I don't understand it, but. Uh, it happened, and, and now as a community, we've we've got to move forward. Exactly, exactly. And you know, twenty years old, I I I don't get it either. You know, it's uh, just beyond all comprehension. Yeah, everybody feels like they want to do something, and there is a couple things that you can do to show um, some love, caring, support, empathy. Uh, there is a vigil tonight at the mosque in London, Ontario, on Oxford Street. There is social distancing in effect. There is going to be a live stream of the vigil on social media. There's actually vigils right across Canada because of what happened in London, Ontario, where a family out for a walk on a Sunday was intentionally targeted and murdered by a man in a truck. 
Um, so you can you can take part in the vigil tonight. I've seen some people on Facebook talking about to show their support, they're considering lining up on the sidewalk and going from South Carriage Road in the Hyde Park area all the way to the mosque on Oxford Street, which would be cool to see. Uh, some Facebook people trying to get that organized for this evening as well. And Jim, we've posted the fundraiser for the young boy. Yeah, on all our Facebook pages as well as Twitter, you can find a link there. Uh, they have set a goal, $400,000, and... Um it's off to a great start, uh, and uh, hopefully it vastly surpasses that goal. Yeah, because he, there is no replacement for family, and that, that poor boy is in the hospital, but when he gets out, he's he's alone. Um, well, he doesn't have his, his family, his parents, his sister, his grandmother, but uh, he's got his friends, he's got, he's got his city, he's got his community, and this is where we need to step up. So all the details for that online as well. Sunday night in London, Ontario, a family out for a walk was targeted and murdered because of their faith and race. And um, a man has been arrested, 20-year-old man was arrested, Police are still investigating uh, the Muslim community in London and the city of London in general in absolute shock and and pretty shaken by what went down. We've got the mayor of London, Ed Holder, joining us. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning. You mentioned off the air there, you said said it it feels as if London has lost its innocence. Well, you know, you you hear about these kinds of things and you always imagine it's from away from other places that uh, you read about and it's still you feel it but you don't really feel it until it strikes that close to home uh and and when i say we feel it uh so imagine uh that uh you're uh, a member of the muslim community right here in our city how much more impactful it is because it happened uh to one of our own and uh and uh, someone uh, who was uh, targeted uh, just because of their faith, and yeah. and that's brutal, and that's murder. Yeah, absolutely. And and I wa- like I wonder if I'm just naive because I like I truly, and it sounds so cliche. I never expected something like this to happen. Well, in, maybe in we're our all home. yeah, yeah. Maybe we're all a little naive, and, and maybe we have been all a little bit innocent. But you know, you look at people who come from different places, war torn countries. Uh, we're a very welcoming uh, city, as you know. Uh, so, so many people uh, have been have come as refugees and as immigrants uh, uh, from uh, from war torn places, and they come here and they imagine uh, London, Ontario, as as it normally is, peaceful, loving, uh, uh, with its arms thrown out, saying welcome. And uh, and uh, hence my comment about it's the day we lost our innocence. Um, because uh, if if it can happen to us, and it did, uh, it happened. It, it can happen anywhere. But can I tell you this? As much as I talk about our community, I'm I'm particularly concerned uh, and grieving for this family, and still thinking about this little nine year old boy who's in hospital. That uh, when he comes out, uh, he comes out without his sister. He comes out without his mom and dad. He comes out without his grandma, and. Uh, the tremendous impacts it has on him, and and my heart goes to that little boy and uh, and uh, and to all of our community for 
what we're trying to piece together and make sense of in a nonsense a nonsensical situation. It just it's this isn't safe. Now, Mr. Mayor, you've been in contact, obviously, with the London police. Uh, in terms of an investigation, how does this work moving forward? Well, it's early days. The uh, one individual's been uh, arrested, uh, charged with four counts of murder, uh, one count of attempted murder. Uh, that, uh, I, again, because it is early days, uh, uh, they indicated during the press conference yesterday, and what they told me is that uh, they're establishing search warrants and all presumes so they can go through uh, whatever social media and uh, computer records, whatever, to try to get any sense of of, uh, of the, the motive behind the, all of this. Uh, I mean, it's easy to say that the motive is hate and he's been uh, and the police have called this uh, uh, hate crime or hate crimes. Um, but to understand uh, this is. Uh, is something that the police are going to be working on as they build uh, uh, the case uh, against the individual that they've arrested. Yeah, you want to make sure you do it right, and you want to make sure yeah. that, that the person who did this is punished. Uh, to, the fullest, to the fullest extent. Absolutely, accordingly. Um, you've been speaking with the Muslim community here in London, I'm sure. What are they saying? Because earlier I was mentioning, like, we all feel like we want to do something. Is What can we do? What should we do to show our support and to let them know that we welcome them still in this in their home, which is London, Ontario? Well, there's, there's, there's two parts to that. Uh, Deputy Mayor Josh Morgan and I met yesterday with the Muslim community. Uh, this uh, tragedy occurred in his ward, and we were there uh, at the mosque. I met with the leadership there who talked about uh, things about feeling uh, scared, uh, more vulnerable uh, than ever before. Can their uh, kids walk the streets uh, in, uh, in, their, uh, in their traditional uh, clothing and not, be, uh, uh, and, and, and not fear attack? I mean, those are very genuine concerns. The police were there to support that process as well. Look, I think there's a couple of stages to this. I think first and very much beyond the shock of all this is the grieving process. And you know what? Uh, we could talk about healing and next steps going forward. But right now, we're very much in the grieving process. And I think what uh, the outpouring that I have received uh, uh, on behalf of London and Londoners from, uh, from, from all around uh, the country, uh, last night I spoke with the Prime Minister and I spoke with the Premier of Ontario and... Uh, and uh, mayors of cities across the country who um, are standing behind London and, and showing their support. But I think right now, uh, look, the Arabic community is so huge in this city. I mean, Arabic is the language uh, for our Muslim community. Uh, the, la- the Arabic language is the uh, most spoken language after English in our city. And, and they're not like recent immigrants to London. They've been here for well over 100 years, incredibly well-established well-respected, well-regarded, and always show compassion and kindness uh, to other Londoners. And now it's our turn to do the same. There's a vigil tonight at the mosque at 7 o'clock, and uh, uh, and so uh, I'll be there on behalf of the city to uh, express uh, how we feel. Uh, but it's... Uh, but this is this is in stages and steps, and you know what, we'll certainly communicate to uh, the broader community, but I think that showing that kind of uh, support uh, uh, 
uh, for each other. And, you know, maybe it's time for a little bit more kindness and a little bit more love. And, uh, and, and I think it would be absolutely appropriate. Thank you, Mayor Ed Holder. There's also a, a fundraiser that is going on for the young survivor, the nine-year-old boy who has lost his family, and we've posted all the details for that on the right. Taz and Jim Facebook page. Um, a smile, a wave, um, kind words, I think will go a long way in this time. We thank you for uh, for coming on the show this morning. We know it's been a, a rough couple of uh, days for you here, Mr. Mayor, and uh, we'll touch base moving forward, okay? Thank you. Hey, time for sports here with Taz and Jim and Devin Peacock. Our sports guy joins us from Global News Radio. Jim, are you ready to start cheering for the Montreal Canadiens? Uh, I know you're a Leaf fan, but the only remaining Canadian team in the playoffs. Nah, I don't think I'm gonna. You can't do it. Do yeah, maybe if it was a different year and they didn't knock the Leafs out, I could maybe bring myself around. Who knows? There's still time, but no, no, I'm not going to. Dev, you have said you want the Habs to lose next round. Unpatriotic. <laughs> I just can't stand Montreal. Why? Why? How is anyone a Montreal fan? I mean, what, what are you doing? I will say it's a shame. Carey Price has not won a Stanley Cup. That doesn't seem to be right. So yeah, that'd be all right I'm, to see. I'm Jim's okay coming it. around here. <laughs> no, I'm saying I don't. I'm not going to cheer. Make excuses. I'm not going to cheer, but I will. I will nod at the fact. You will recognize yeah. that he is a decent player. Yeah. If he if he raises the cup, I'll go. No, that doesn't make me upset. He's had Olympic success. He's had enough. He's yeah, fine. That doesn't really. Count. He's got trophies. He's got medals. Doesn't you know, need all of them. He's making $10 million a year. I think Kerry Price is doing just fine. Let's talk baseball here. Are the Blue Jays coming back over the border or what? Not yet. The Toronto Blue Jays, when they moved from Dunedin up to Buffalo, committed to playing in Buffalo only through the 4th of July. That has now been extended to at least July 21st. That would be the final home game before the All-Star break. So, I mean, the All-Star break would seem to be the ideal time for the team to return to Toronto if that's going to happen. I still think it's going to happen at some point this season, but they're running out of time. And I'm getting this feeling that it's, and this is just my gut, where it's just not going to be as long as anyone wants. But when you have Ontario reopening as of Friday, when you have the amount of Canadians with first doses and second doses, and you have all these teams that have also been, in many cases, up to 85% vaccinated, plus you have the precedent that was just set by the NHL and the Canadian government to allow teams to go back and forth over uh, the border you feel that they cannot have the entire season where the Blue Jays are not in Toronto. It is just so difficult to constantly be on the road. I know Buffalo's home, but truly they're on the road. June the 8th, 2021, and it may cool off a little bit today compared to yesterday. We were up in the 30s, and, and today they're saying 28, which is still pretty darn warm. 28, 29, hmm. thunderstorm could cool things off this afternoon a little bit. But uh, do we have leftover, uh, how hot is it jokes, Jim, from yesterday that we should use up before well, it does cool off? I don't know. It is going to be pretty hot today. How hot is it? 
It's so hot, people are hanging around Ellen DeGeneres just to get the cold shoulder. <laughs> I mean, it was hot yesterday. It's going to be hot today. How hot is it? It's so hot, a banana started peeling just from a sunburn. <laughs> not pe- not actually get peeled to eat. It, it's skin burnt right. and peeled off. Yeah, like your skin. It's pretty hot, though. How hot is it? Dairy Queen has changed its name to Fermented Milk Meghan Markle. That's how hot it is. What? It's pretty hot, though, Taz. <laughs> pretty hot. So they lost the queen, too? They Not lost the, they got downsized from dairy <laughs> to fermented milk and also downsized from queen to Meghan Markle. Okay. How hot is it? It's so hot that combined with the lumber prices, a popsicle is now $47. <laughs> Supply and demand, mm-hmm. right? Supply and demand. The lumber price has made popsicles skyrocket. <laughs> Those sticks, man, they add up. They do. I'm thinking about building a shed in my backyard out of popsicle sticks. <laughs> yeah. The only way I could afford to do it. <laughs> Suzuki can't get it to the net. Blocked by Pullman as they battle in the corner. Caulfield picks him up and scores! Series winner, Tyler Really wish I put some money on the Habs to win the first two series of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That was a bit of a long shot, but look at it go. Hey, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, it's Gong Show. <laughs> Gong Show Tom. <laughs> Habs fan extraordinaire who oh, didn't I... even think they were going to make it to the semis. No, I didn't even think. I didn't think. I thought the Leafs were going to beat them. I know. I'm loving it, though. I got my Price jersey on. I'm wearing it all day. I'm going to carry a broom around. I don't even care if it gets to 40 Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> this is like gravy for you then at this point, Oh, right? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. The, the Jets could have swept them four straight, and I would have been happy just because they beat the Leafs. You're playing with house money right now. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. All, it's all a win from here. Are you, getting, are you getting optimistic now, though? Are you, do you feel oh, like you're starting to get to the point where you're you're, you've got expectations for your team to continue to be successful, or do you uh, think they're toast when they move to the next round? I think they're toast against Vegas or or Colorado. I but mean, I keep thought, up this mentality. It's worked for you so far. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I'm super happy. They're playing great. Caulfield looks excellent. Suzuki looks excellent. Capoli, the defense, Price, everybody. Perry, they're playing great. Yeah. And, and like you said, with that nothing-to-lose attitude, that could be their secret weapon moving down well to the United be, States. Yeah, yeah it looks, they're looking good so far. How do you feel about uh, Leafs fans jumping on the bandwagon? Is there room on there? If, uh, no, no, they need to jump right back off it. <laughs> you can't cheer for the last Canadian team if you're a Leafs yes, fan? Uh, yes, actually, they can. The real fans, but the crazy Leafs fans who just think the Leafs are the only team in the league, those guys can't get on. Or the real hockey fans can. Yeah, if you're, if you're a fan it. of the art of hockey. <laughs> then you can hop on. Okay. 
But if you have a Leafs tattoo, get off. <laughs> <laughs> we will be checking everyone's uh, upper arms, shoulder blades. Yep, we're taking a blood sample. If you bleed blue, and no room for get you. Off. Get off the <laughs> exactly. bandwagon. Exactly. What an exciting time to be a Habs fan. Uh, oh, it's you- excellent. Yeah, it's very nice. Do you want me to start cheering for the Habs, or do you? I think you-, you should. I think oh, you should. Famous last words. Okay. Well, who else yeah. are you going to cheer for? I'd like to see uh, the Canadian team win. We know Corey Perry. It'd be nice to have the uh, the cup brought back to London, yeah, Ontario. Suzuki, Suzuki's from London. Yeah, Suzuki's from London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? Everybody, yeah, hop on. Hop on, Taz. You're more than welcome. Well, thanks, Gong Show. That's nice of you. <laughs> okay, well, we're, we're pumped for you. We're pumped for the Habs, and we're excited for all the Montreal fans who are getting a nice little uh, extended treat into the yeah. summer here. Exactly. Well, listen, we'll talk again. Have a great day, boys. Your favorite guy, Jim, Jeff Bezos, is going into outer space, apparently. Apparently. He's my favorite guy? <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure, because I got nothing against him, really, but uh, he does kind of rub me the wrong way sometimes. You're getting serious Lex Luthor vibes I'm from get, him. I, I got a feeling that he may re- he may emerge from a warehouse with a super suit, like a giant mechanic body, <laughs> and try to take over the world eventually. But I got nothing against the guy. So Bezos has decided to go up on a Blue Origin rocket in July, uh, yeah, he's going on. You got to give it to him. To be one of the first people to try a new technology sure. like this, kind of brave. Certainly, yeah. To put your Because we've seen, like, I haven't been really following these Blue Origin rockets that much, but I've been watching the SpaceX ones more, and, like, it seems like every third one blows up, <laughs> even to this day. Yeah. I would love to go to space. Do I want to be the first one? Uh, up there, uh, you know, I'll wait a couple years <laughs> till they they're confident that they figured out all the glitches out, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I I doubt like Elon Musk was the first one to take a Tesla for a spin. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you let you let you let the employees go first. I invent I invited my brother to come on this first flight because we're closest friends. Says Bezos. I wasn't even expecting him to say that he was going to be the first on the flight, and then he asked me to go along, and I was awestruck says uh, Bezos's brother, Mark. What a remarkable opportunity, not only to have this adventure, but to be able to do it with my best friend. Now, here's the cool thing. You could be going to space with Jeff Bezos. The third seat on the flight is being auctioned off on Blue Origin's website. What a great networking opportunity. <laughs> Give him your elevator pitch while you're launching through the stratosphere. <laughs> you know, uh, you know when you go on vacation with somebody, what a bonding experience that is. You uh-huh. know, that's just an all-inclusive resort in Punta Cana. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine going to outer space with a guy. You're connected for life uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. Uh, problem is the highest bid is at $2.8 million as of yesterday. So <laughs> you got to have some cash already. The only person who can afford it is Jeff is Bezos. Jeff Bezos and his brother. Huh. Good luck to, uh, to Bezos. He's launching July 20th into outer space. Some people have been wishing for this to happen. We should put that guy in a rocket and launch him into outer space. (laughs) He's doing it himself. It's kind of weird to think that somewhere out there right now is Mr. Dadbod 2021, and he doesn't even know it yet, Jim. His life is about about to be revolutionized. (laughs) 
I'm dead sexy. Look at my sexy body. Uh, but I put my beer gut. Yeah, you wanna touch it? Papa was a rolling stone. And Jim, Dad Bod Pageant. The pageant is again virtual this year. It happens on June the 17th online. You'll be able to see the top 10 dads strutting their stuff, doing a QA, showing off their talents. And we got to give a big shout out to all the dad bods from the Hamilton area. Hamilton and the Y108 listeners stepping up big time. I'm, I'm just going through the gallery which you can see online right now at y108.ca or fm96.com of all the different dad bods that we have received so far. And there's a lot of hammer representation. And by that, I mean some of them are wearing underwear that's a little too tight. (laughs) (laughs) Or swinging their hammer around. A lot of hammer swinging. (laughs) (laughs) There is like a couple of uh, underwear. There's guys in their underwear. Uh, I like Richard H. from Hamilton. He's in his boxer shorts, and he has a tank top on. It (laughs) it reads, I flexed, and the sleeves fell off. (laughs) (laughs) He looks miserable. He looks like the guy that uh, Billy Madison lights the poop on fire on his front porch, and he comes stomping it out in his underwear. Yeah, That's the same uniform this guy's wearing. Bit of a Tom Green vibe I'm getting from him as (laughs) well. Yeah, he's got a younger version of that. I also do enjoy how many dads, I don't know if you get bonus points for this, but a lot of the dads felt the need to pose for their pictures shirtless in front of their barbecues. Yeah. Let me count how many pictures have barbecues in them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. (laughs) Holy cow, look at Pat P from Hamilton. Pat P. Your dad bod is your dad bod. I mean, we are not discriminating here. Holy crap. Pat P looks like a WWE superstar, though. Yeah, this guy looks like the British Bulldog. He looks like he's about to pick up that barbecue and smash it over your head. (laughs) Still the barbecue. The huge gun show. Still the barbecue (laughs) Barbecue in the background. background, Never once has that barbecue seen asparagus. It's only meat and protein. (laughs) Ah. Wow. I, think, I, I don't think these guys took the picture of themselves in front of a barbecue. I think, a, a, you know, a wife or somebody sees the man standing in front of a barbecue and says, this is beautiful. And they're just compelled to take a photo. Capture the moment. Uh, this is a real moment captured. Breen M. from Hamilton. Breen. Call us and let us know what is going on here. Why are you wearing a black tutu and nothing else? With your big old beard lying on a bed. I think this is the, a deleted scene from Black Swan. Because <laughs> it is a b- black ballet it's tutu. It's a black tutu, nothing else. <laughs> He's got his beard, his belly. Just a g- ginger chest hair, too. Smile you know? on his face. He is owning it. Breen. I'm going to call it now. Could be one of the front runners in the competition here. <laughs> Strong start. Awesome to see these uh, entries come in. Somebody is going to win the duct tape sash and the title of Mr. Dad Bod 2021. Also, our friends from Beachcomber have given us a Louisiana smoker to give to the winner as well. So we look forward to having some fun with these dad buds, and we look forward to you tuning in on June 17th before Father's Day for Mr. Dad Bod 2021 with Taz and Jim. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. 
If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.